Hey everyone, and welcome to the Inside Out Crew podcast, where we talk about organizational leadership, systems, marketing, and more for your church or organization. Our goal is to help you redefine your culture from the inside out. Today, we want to talk about the highs and lows of leading. Today, you have your host, Nathan Westfall and Michael Moore. What is up? How's it going? I feel like I've seen you all day. We had <laughs> you, you two experiences. Yeah. And you saw me yesterday. And I don't know when you saw yep. me before that. Probably. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> You've seen me a it's lot a lately. Because yes. I have a beautiful face. Mm. And Ruin, let's get into the first topic, which is the 9 to 5 network. Not 95. You say 9 I, to 5. We do this I, every time. <laughs> we do. Because 95, I guess, is fine. But I also am used to the expression 9 to 5. Yes. No, that's fair. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about this. So. The 95 Network, first, I want to explain their name is uh, 95 Network because 95% of churches in America are less than 500 people. And so it kind of, you know, the other 5% are more than 500 people anyways. But um, yeah, so the 95 Network, they're doing a one-day event in Albany, New York, um, and that is taking place on May 14th from... Nine to five. So there you, there's your nine to five. And I'm, I'm really excited about it. I just want to encourage you guys, if you go to 95network.org, uh, you're going to learn all about it. And you'll see, you can you can register there. It's $35 a person. And it is specific really to like church leadership and developing systems, communication standards, volunteers, et cetera, et cetera. They're going to be covering a slew of those topics from 9 to 5 on May 14th. Again, this is open to any church leader out there. And um, I think it's I think it's going to be really good, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Our team is going. And, uh, yeah, it'll be good. And lunch is included. I need to say that. Nice. So you get a lunch, and it's going to be a decent lunch. You I know. know like I McDonald's think I'm, dollar menu. I think I'm going to try to make it if possible. You should. I'm gonna try to if I don't have a last minute trip again pop up. So yeah, that's yeah, dude. Happen. Let's talk about that. You've been traveling a lot lately. I have. You wanna this little? This is Michael's big thing. Um, I'm already uh, pretty far up Delta for this year, and I haven't even gone to Phoenix yet. Yeah, yeah, and you're going to Phoenix tomorrow at three thirty in the morning. Yep, my green bar is halfway, and my blue bar is about thirty percent. Nice. You're getting yeah. there. You you might hit status this year. I might. If I keep traveling at the rate I'm traveling every other week, that's you know, that's probably oh, yeah, gonna happen pretty you quick. You definitely will. Yeah, yeah. My uh my green bar is at like ninety percent and I'm about halfway as well from a blue bar. And you guys that don't know this, I'm an avid Delta Avid. I, I mean, I only fly Delta. Which side note, we we need to do a whole podcast on why Delta is better and how this relates to <laughs> to ministry and leadership, which we totally should because that would be phenomenal. But I've been seeing all these new reviews come out about how Delta is just crushing it with consistency compared to every other major U.S. airline, which they is are. really cool. And it, and what it is is it's it's consistent, um, yeah. and they really are. I've only had one bad Delta flight, so. Yeah, no, but that's it good. happens. We'll save this for another episode. I'm gonna cut you off because otherwise you could talk for hours. I know. About I know. <laughs> so we're just gonna go right on. So other than 95 Network, we also have uh, the Revo Conference. We gotta talk about. Yeah, yeah. Revo Conference is happening October 24th through the 26th. And um, if you guys listen to this podcast, you can type in the discount 
code simply just podcast and we will give you 20% off a registration. Uh, This is open for everyone. Uh, whether you're in leadership, there will be some leadership breakouts and some Q and A's happening, but it's really just for the church at large. And so anyone's welcome to attend October 24th, 25th and 26th, revoconference.com. And again, click register and then coupon code is podcast for 20% off, which is a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, that is. And prices go up May 1st, I heard. They do. Yep. And the 20% will still apply even after the prices go up. You'll just be paying more. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's dive into this topic. Uh, leadership is obviously not easy, um, you know, or everyone would be in it. Why don't we start off with, with sharing an overview of what we're going to talk about for highs and lows? Yeah. So really, this is something, one of the things we try to do on this podcast is to actually talk about stuff that we go through. And this is something that personally I am going through. And I'm kind of having to navigate the highs and lows, so to speak. And, and here's what I mean. There are, there are seasons in leading where things are going well. Um, the organization is growing. Organization is seeing a lot of health. Uh, you're seeing in the church context a lot of life change, more discipleship having taking place. You're seeing more guests, et cetera, et cetera. And those are, those are kind of the highs. Things are going well, and you feel like it's easy. But after a high season, you're guaranteed to go into a low season. It's just like, you know, get to the top of the mountain and what happens, you have to come down. And so it's only natural for there to be highs and lows in ministry. And the lows really are just, it's it's hard. Anyone that tells you it gets easier, it's hard, right? Yeah. Um, and the bigger the organization gets, it gets harder. And learning to navigate through the challenges, through the growth barriers, through this stuff, it can be very daunting, very taxing on the leader or even on the leadership team. Uh, usually there can be a high demand of participation and service or whatever it may be. Uh, and a lot of times that's where you see the lows kind of creep in. And if you're not cautious, the lows can really lead to uh, burnout or even destruction right. of the individual or the organization. Right, right. Oh, that's a good one. Um, what are some of the the pressures then that people might feel uh, that will put them down down in the low? Yeah. So this is this is we're probably going to spend more time today talking about the low than we do of the course. high, simply yeah. because yep. the high everyone is enjoying it and everyone's right. having fun. But but the lows. Uh, it, and here's here's what I'm I'm learning is as a leader, you can't do everything and you have to be willing to trust people. And so our, our church organization has gotten larger and I've, I've kind of recognized that I have a hard time sometimes trusting people. And so because of that, I actually then place more work, more task or more responsibility on my shoulders that ultimately I could delegate or give to somebody else who could probably do it better than I could. This is stuff we've, we've talked about. And so really, as the organization gets larger, it's not going to get easier. It's only going to get harder. And if you right. don't have a clear scope of your mission and your vision, it's just going to be even, even more taxing on the leader. Uh, the other thing, and, and you may remember this, I watched a documentary 
uh, on the EDM DJ, uh, if I say his name right, Av- Avicii, I think is what it was. Okay. And, and you know, his his music, this is a guy who was, like, in his mom's basement, essentially, just making music. And, you know, YouTube made him famous, and it started blowing up. And really, in just a matter of two or three years, he went from being in an empty basement to, to doing shows where there's 80 to 100,000 people there. And it was it was literally night after night after night after night after night. And he got to a point while he was doing it that he realized that he needed to check out. He even tried canceling his tour and his management gave him pushback. And he's like, man, if, if you guys keep doing this, this to me, I'm not going to be around. And and long story short, and you should totally watch the, the documentary because it will really give you a good perspective in the new music scene that's creeping up. Uh, but it gets to the end, and he finally just walks away from everything. But because of the stress and because of the pressure, uh, he actually, about a month afterwards, he ended up killing himself. And and so, you know, that's a low that definitely does not end good, obviously, right. um, because it got to a point where he thought the only answer to escape was really just to end it all. But it also makes me think about leaders in non-for-profits or leaders in churches and leaders in the, the secular or the marketplace environment as well. Is there are times where a leader becomes under immense pressure. And specifically for pastors, this is this is something that is not um, you just can't you just can't shake off right you can't just like flip a switch and then everything's going to be fine and and especially in pastoral leadership uh, it isn't nine to five or eight to four or whenever you you more than likely will end up carrying this stuff home with you it will cause you to stay up at night it will cause you to uh, to to ponder on on things and, and and be stressed out about things and and I know for me personally, not that I'm like at a place of burnout or anything like that, but I've realized because of our schedule the past couple of weeks how tired I am and how crappy I'm doing at the things that I love to do, if that makes sense. Uh, and, it, and it really is because there's just been an enormous amount of pressure and deadlines that in this season I know we're going through, and, and it's really just caused me to... Um, it's caused me to physically speaking to to kind of beat myself up, if that makes sense. Am I making yeah. sense with that? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yep. No, you are. Like I, I've just been just been tired. I don't know. You know a little bit about what's going on as far as the move and everything. I don't know. Do you have anything to to share on that? Yeah, I'm in I'm in kind of a little bit of the same boat at work because we got so much going on, and uh, I'm a recently been a new leader, so it's kind of new to me. Um, I've been in leadership before, but kind of actually being titled as a leader is a little bit different when you go forward with it. Um, so I'll I'll say the biggest balance for me is the difference between um, asking for help on my team and like giving them work, but also making sure that because my team's so new that I, I don't burn them out in the season. So what normally happens is yeah. I'll be the one that's working from, you know, 7 a.m. to 10 at night or whatever, getting everything done. It's not that my team's not working hard, but I'm also trying because they're so new not to put all the same stress on the team. You know, yeah, and that's yeah. kind of a sacrifice as a leader that that is a low, but it's 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 not like I don't know. I, it's a low, but it's not the type of low that we might be talking about, you know? Yeah, no, no, definitely. It's one of those things that if this continues six months from now, though, then there's it's a, a problem. problem. Correct. There's definitely right, a problem. Right. It's so only been a week, so it's not the end of the world. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. you're you're recognizing it. And and on mine, uh, it, it has been I mean, we had uh, Palm Sunday and then the next week we we had just so you guys can understand how crazy it's been. Next week we had Easter Sunday, 
and we yep. moved moved locations for our Albany campus, and it was a massive undertaking. I mean, yep. a massive undertaking. Right. Um, and we had incredible uh, leaders and volunteers who stepped up and helped with that. But then after Easter Sunday, we had to tear everything down because the circus was coming to town, literally. <laughs> um uh, we had to tear everything down. We had to move everything to our Rensselaer campus for this past Sunday. Uh, and then this week, we have to go back in, and we have to do it all over again. We have to set it back up while we have to clean out, finish cleaning out the building that our Albany campus was leasing because we have to right. turn over the keys Monday or uh, Wednesday morning for that. Right. And so it's just a lot of stuff. And this type of stuff, uh, it wasn't something that we could just push off for a month and then get to. It's... um. It's the type of stuff. There's deadlines, you know. If we go past the first, we're gonna have to keep paying rent at the other place, and we yeah. we don't want to do that. And so, right. our team has been extremely good with that. But I know me personally, I've just been, I've been tired. Like the the week of right. Easter, I was out till ten or eleven o'clock every yep. night that week. Literally every night that week, yep. busy busy with stuff. And um and so I I kind of realized after Easter. Because uh, I came off of Easter, and not that Easter was bad. I just came off, and I was so depressed. So, like, um, this is horrible. I need to move down south. Where's the warm weather? You know, uh, just kind of self-loathing, so to speak. Uh, but it caused me to really start checking some stuff, and I realized that, you know, some things were out of balance and such. Yep. Yep. No, that's good. So, when a leader is giving a, an honest evaluation, then in this case of the church or organization, um, sometimes the metric don't look so good. So we'll kind of move into that area. How can this fuel a leader's high and lower perspective of their their high and low? Yeah, well, I, we all need metrics. We've we've done whole podcasts devoted to keeping track of metrics and making right. sure that we count and you know we're tracking things and you need the right data to be able to move forward and to process stuff, et cetera, et cetera. So metrics are extremely important. However, if you live by the numbers, then you will die by the numbers. Yeah. And by that I mean if it's all about how many butts you have in a seat on a Sunday. Whenever you don't have butts in a seat because of um, there being it pouring down rain or snowing or there's sickness going around or vacations, um, you're going to walk away extremely discouraged. You're going to walk away uh, just kind of pr- probably just feeling like a failure. And it's, it really comes down to your emotions and your self-worth is attached by how many people are in your church or in your business throughout the week, right? And, and that's something that can fuel the lows. On the same on the same time, if you have a great Sunday in the church world and you you know you have fifty new people show up and ten people accept Christ, you're gonna leave there on cloud nine. Uh, and again, going back to the the danger part is is that if you're living by the numbers, whenever they fluctuate, your mood and your attitude is going to end up drastically fluctuating. And and let's face it, we all want to see things grow. We all want to see more people. We all want to be able to reach more people. But that can't be the only gauge, so to speak, with how you are doing as an individual or how you are doing as a leader. And this is something we've said before, but metrics... Um, metrics are a symptom of what's going on actually in the organization. And so right. if you have three to six months of decline in all of your metrics, there's a root issue that's actually going on in the organization that needs to get addressed. So metrics are good, um, but if you're living and dying by them weekly, 
uh, it's just going to be it's just going to be detrimental to you as a leader. It should be something that really shows the symptoms so that you can start addressing the actual cause of the symptoms instead of, you know, it was a great Sunday. It was a right. bad Sunday. Right. I want to quit and walk away. I hate my life. Right. Oh, no, it was right. another great Sunday. Three people accepted Christ, whatever it may be. Right. Yep. But at the same time. Uh, you do need to have an honest evaluation and an honest look at the church or at the organization. And so if you are seeing a trend, and this is one of those, it may turn into a low season. And that isn't necessarily bad if you're able to manage the low season, manage the hard time, manage the hard decisions that maybe you have to make in order to get the organization back to where it needs to be. Um, is that, does that make sense? Yeah. I yeah, hope yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I, th- no. I tried to make that sense. No, no, you're of. good. Our, I mean, we talked about metrics so much, we just want to make sure it's clear that we're not saying live by metrics. You just need metrics, and I think that's good. Exactly, exactly. Yep. Um, so how can someone tell if they're approaching uh, the lows or they're even worse, burnout? Yeah, so this is this is for me. Um, whenever I'm passionate about something and my passion turns into a chore and something that I dread doing, I know that there's red flags for me. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, and, and it's because I love to preach. I love to study. I, I genuinely, like whenever I'm in the zone, I am in the zone, and I love every moment of it. Whenever I start dreading getting into the zone, uh, and, and it's a consistent thing, not a like, oh, I'm having writer's block or something like that, uh, but it's a consistent thing. Whenever you're dreading doing what it is that you're passionate about, then there's a problem. And and here's how it was for me. This past week, coming off of Easter, we had to tear down the stage, get everything ready for Rensselaer, um, kept pushing stuff off, and, and, I, and I didn't get the, the sermon prep time that I would have liked to have had to it. And then I, I caught myself like, oh, another church thing or oh, another phone call. Uh, and then I went to a pastor's conference and was down there and had to to prepare some stuff for that and and it just I would just got to this point and I, I realized while while I was away actually um, it was like man something's out of balance right now and uh, Christy and I we were able to talk about it and really able to have an honest conversation and I I know that if I keep running at the pace that I'm running at and I don't bring into balance some things it's going to lead to burnout and yeah. burnout. You know, Louis Giglio's story of burnout is is a prime example. Like he he literally just got to a point where he didn't care. He thought that he was dying. He he went in and out of the hospital thinking he was having heart attacks and and it was just all stress related. There is and and hear me out. If you're not a a lead pastor, if you're not a lead pastor, I don't know if you can understand the enormous amount of pressure and stress that is on a lead pastor's life. Uh, even even the the pressure to for church growth, the pressure for discipleship, the pressure to be there for people, the pressure the pressure of social media and keeping up in the social media game, the pressure of preparing uh, a message every week. I mean, that's like pumping out a research paper every week. Mm-hmm. It gets immense. It gets immense. And if you don't prioritize and kind of control that, it will lead to burnout, and you will get to a point where you just don't care what it is that you're ultimately passionate about. And we've all seen businesses. We've all seen some, maybe not all of us, but some of us have seen churches or pastors or leaders where they get bent, uh, they get burned out, or businesses where they're just done and they don't want to fix the problems and they just walk away. And what happens is in the business world, that business will probably shut down or get near to it unless it's sold off to somebody else. And in the church world, the pastor will get to a point where it just turns into 
uh, self-debauchery, so to speak, or self-destruction, uh, uh, which is him really just crying out for help and wanting to kind of take a break on everything. And that self-destruction will ultimately end up destroying his ministry. And just go Google, you know, mega church pastors who have fallen in the past five years, and you'll see this take place. Right, right, yeah. And oh, look, good. and I don't want this for anybody. Right. There will be highs, right. there will be lows, but knowing how to manage the highs and the lows, that's really what we're trying to get at right here. Right, right. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so what are some of the guardrails then that someone can have in place to, let's say, keep them from reaching burnout? Yeah. Um, so I, I, have a, I have a few. Is uh, I, I want to start actually with, with priorities. What are your priorities? Like knowing your priorities and prioritizing your priorities. And let me just say this. Uh, your ministry or your occupation is a priority, but it does not need to be your number one priority. Your number one priority, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, should be deepening your relationship with him. Your number two priority should be your family. Um, and there are times, there are ebbs and flows with the family. There are times and seasons, Easter season, Christy knew I was going to be more busy than normal. Um, but I need to prioritize my family. And so those are my, my, my top two priorities. From there, I would, I would say, and just real practically speaking, uh, going back or starting a fixed calendar. And we've talked about this before. But, right. but really trying to find a calendar system that works for you and sticking to that. And so I know I try to do some studying on Monday and I try to do some studying on Tuesday. Wednesday, every week is blocked out for me to study. And my goal is to be done with my sermon by 5 p.m. on Wednesday. If I prioritize other stuff to take place uh, of my Wednesday time, what will happen is the thing that I should be spending the most time on gets pushed to the back burner. And then I spend 15, 20% of my time on it instead of spending a good 60 to 70% of my time on it. Um, so calendar, uh, another thing is having honest relationships with people where you can sit there and you can talk with them. You can tell them about your struggles. You can tell them about how frustrated maybe you are. And I'm not talking about gossiping. Don't go in there and be like, Nathan did this to me and Nathan did that to me. And Nathan's just a horrible, you know, person. Don't go in there just venting about people. Your, your focus is talking about what's going on internally with you. How are you doing? How are you managing things? Uh, how's your relationship with Christ? How's your, um, how are you dealing with the, the tensions and the issues that maybe you're facing in this low season? And so having those honest relationships and people that can ask you the hard questions and people who know you enough to know um, when to call you out and when not to call you out, when to encourage you and when not to encourage you. And then the, the last thing I would say is always have some form of outside counsel from people, um, whether that is a, a network that you're involved with that you can meet with once a month or uh, maybe a pastor or two or a mentor or a leader who, if you need uh, advice on something, you can just pick up the phone or text them and say, hey, I need to chat for a few. Here's what's going on. And you get an outside perspective who's not in the thick of it all, and they're able to speak life into that scenario instead of just um, letting you sit there and, and, and just kind of fester in your problems. And right. so, again, just priorities, calendar, honest relationships, and seeking outside counsel. Yeah. No, that's good. That's really good. So let's say uh, you are experiencing the highs of leadership. What should a person do to keep uh, themselves kind of level-headed? Yeah, so during the highs of, of leadership, things are going right. Uh, pride comes before the fall. 
And so keep yourself or guard yourself from becoming prideful and try to walk in humility. And then this is something I heard from Andy Stanley maybe 10, 15 years ago. But why don't you figure out what God is blessing in your organization now, right? And that way, whenever it goes wrong, you don't have to scramble to figure out what's going wrong. You can already tweak it off of what's going right. And this is something he said. To say God is just blessing your organization or specific in church world, to say that God is blessing your church uh, whenever people come to you, what's going on? Well, God's just blessing us. Like that's kind of a little cocky and arrogant because what you're saying is the church down the road and the church on the other street and the church in the town next over, God isn't blessing. And I'm pretty sure God wants to bless all of his churches. And yeah. so the the real question that I would challenge a leader uh, in this type of scenario is like things are going well, find out what about it is going well and what about going well is it that God's blessing? Maybe God is a blessing your evangelism strategy. Maybe God is blessing your worship team right now. Maybe God has anointed you and blessed your preaching style, whatever it may be. Kind of find those areas and find out what it is that's working so that whenever you start to go into the lows, you can go back to what was working and then say, does this need to be tweaked? Is this something we need to pray about? Whatever it may be. And kind of start at at that level and then go from there. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the root of it all, what do you think is going on in a person's heart if emotionally a person is going one way uh, to the other from week to week? So just kind of flipping back and forth between the high and the low and the high and the low. Yeah, so uh, yeah. So um, I would just probably say that uh, their heart is not in the right place right now and that their insecurities are tied to the numbers and tied to how well things are going, uh, meaning... Uh, if it goes bad, your insecurities are going to flare up and you're going to hate your life and you're going to want to resign and you just get fed up with it all. Or if it's going well, then you're just on cloud nine and everything's everything's hunky-dory and, and right. fine. Um, that is not the sign of an emotionally stable leader. And leaders need to be emotionally stable if they're going to be able to lead people. And this is something that I've really had to challenge myself with. Again, this goes back to you don't live and die by the numbers. Uh, you're going to have bad weeks. Things are going to go wrong. You're going to mess up. Um, really, what is your heart posture with it all? And are you trying your best from a place of of still prioritizing your family and your calendar, et cetera, et cetera? Um, are, you, are, are you trying your best? And, and really, John chapter 15 talks about this. Are you connected to the vine or are you trying to get connected to the fruit? If we're connected to the vine, uh, he promises us. He promises us peace. He even says, "Let not your heart be troubled, uh, for I have overcome the world. Uh, I've given you peace. I'm I'm gonna take care of the fruit. But if all we're focused on is the fruit, or all we're focused on in the, is the metrics of it, then what happens is we're cut off from the vine, and our life source is gonna eventually dry up, and our heart will get exposed, and we will be revealed for who we really are inside. And so it really comes down to like your heart issue. Am I healthy? Is my family healthy? Is my time healthy or am I killing myself to try to make something happen that isn't actually happening and that's causing my insecurities to flare up and me to just be a poor leader? Yeah, no, that's good. Good. Um, So as we kind of wrap this up, I think this is all really good stuff. So we definitely cover the lows more than the highs, but I think it's all really good stuff. Um, What do you have any final thoughts for someone dealing with this? Do you have any final thoughts? Um. Uh, I don't, other than the fact that if you're going through anything, be sure to take counsel in a leader that's been doing it longer than you have. So, 
yeah. as I said, I've only been doing it with the official title for a couple of weeks. And I mean, I go to my manager once every other week with a question, no doubt in my mind and asking for, for advice on how I should handle a team member or how I should handle a certain situation uh, either that I'm dealing with or something that I have to deal with as a team. Um, and it's just something that if, if you think that you're going to go through the highs and lows by yourself, you're crazy. But uh, if you keep in mind that you're you're going to have someone there to, to help you out, then then it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And and I'll just say this, as far as metrics go and your highs and lows and stuff, um, I, I would just challenge you, like, think of the stock market, right? The stock market daily fluctuates. Like, I invest and I have that stupid app and I sometimes I lose 10% a day and I start freaking out like, oh my gosh, I lost so much money. But then there's other days I, I have the high 10% or I gain 15% or something like that. But if you look at the track record of the stock, is it constantly, even with the highs and the lows, is it constantly moving ahead and still growing? And it's the same thing true in ministry and leadership and all that other stuff. You're going to have highs. You're going to have lows. Uh, is the trajectory, though, pointed up and to the right or is it pointed down and to the right? Right. Um, are you are you constantly seeing growth personally, numerically, spiritually, or are you are you starting to see decline just happening all over? And that's kind of the the, the red flags with it. And and again, I think getting counsel is huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Uh, if you have any questions for us or want to find out more, you can find us at insideoutgroup.org. Um, we, if you have any questions for Michael or anything like that, you can find him anywhere in the internet at Mike Moore ALB or therealmikemore.com. We thank you all for listening and we'll see you next week.